Hello, hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit, episode 111. It's the 11th yeah, hey! Last episode, I talked about my prep for session four of my Western Lands campaign. I'm using Basic Fantasy RPG, and I'm running the characters through Tomb of the Serpent Kings, which is not a Basic Fantasy project. Uh, it's something that's been designed by Skirples from the Coins and Scrolls blog. It's worth noting that this adventure is actually taking longer than I anticipated. It's probably just down to um, player style and, and the group dynamics, etc. But I'll come to that a little bit later. Before I do, I want to look a little bit closer at... Uh, this this method that Sky Flourish talks about in the Lazy Dungeon Master, or more accurately, the return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, which is Mike Shea's book on the subject. So the preparation process basically amounts to a checklist that Mike's come up with. Uh, there's eight points on it, so I'm just going to list them quickly. Review the characters, create a strong start, Outline potential scenes, define secrets and clues, develop fantastic locations, outline important NPCs, choose relevant monsters, and select magic item rewards. Now, when you read Mike's book, each of those separate items is dealt with in its own section. He introduces with a kind of an overview of each then goes into a bit more detail and then each section has a summary in it with the the main takeaway points. I found that really helpful and it suited my style of learning. I I, I don't mind learning from books. Uh, He gives examples and yeah, it's just really clear, nicely set out and there's not masses of stuff to get your head around. He's really uh, made it concise and he gets to the point quickly without a lot of messing about and, and flowery language. So, yeah, hats off to him there. So the other thing he does is he talks about a quick prep. So there's this five-minute preparation and that is a little bit closer to how I've been approaching it of late. I don't need to develop the fantastic locations, for example, because I'm running the uh, Tomb of the Serpent Kings. I don't have to outline so much the important NPCs. The monsters, uh, the, the, the relevant monsters are already included, so there's quite a few of these steps, magic items, etc., that I can leave out. So his five-minute preparation is create a strong start, which I definitely do. I spoke on my last episode. That's probably the one key thing for me to get me going on a session. I mean, it's obvious. It's the start. It's what you can control. That That's what I think about. Uh, if I have to ring, wing it for the rest and improvise, so be it. If it goes off 
at a tangent, you know, at least if I if I've thought about some of the the starting action, I might have half an hour, maybe even an hour's play there just in my head. Then the second step of the five minute prep is the the secrets and clues. Um, Mike is a massive fan of that idea and so am I. In this session on Tuesday, I think I managed to drop about three of those in. I had 10 in total and I had 10 the session before and I swapped them. I think I swapped them all out. I, I kept the discipline. I threw away last session's list, wrote a new list for this session. And um, I think just just coming up with that list is a good exercise in its own right. So I can highly recommend that secrets and clues and then the third one in the five minute preparation is develop fantastic locations and his reason for having that on there is it can be difficult to come up with some real nice interesting locations on the fly um, of of all the stuff in his opinion that's probably the hardest thing to do and no surprises, he does have a uh, a book that he produced called that Fantastic Locations and um, I can thoroughly recommend that as well. If, you, if you're a little bit tight for time, it's a good thing to throw into your GMing bag. It's 20 very different Fantastic Locations and I, I might have to talk about that further in, a, in another episode because I, I do like that. I um, started off with a PDF and just recently picked up the hard copy because um, I printed it out small and, you know, there's some some nice colourful artwork in there and I I didn't think my copy really did it justice, so um, I picked up. And also, I wanted to get a hard copy, you know, just to support Mike Shea a little bit. Um, because I've been so impressed with his work. So basically, I've quickly described the technique for you there. What I want to do now is explain how I changed that slightly, modified it to work into my method and my circumstances for this last session. Okay, so I'm halfway into an adventure, probably, maybe a bit more, four sessions in. We've had some fatalities, and characters are a little bit cautious, I've had to work in a new character that's come into the adventure owing to a fatality. And, uh, no, yeah, I've had to do two of those. They've, they've both basically wandered into the front of the tomb for various different reasons. That's something I'd like to do a little bit better in future. But under the circumstances, went with that and it, it was fine. Don't get me wrong. His eight-point checklist starts with reviewing the characters and that's what I went through. I've only run four sessions with these guys with you know with two fatalities, we're getting new blood in the term in terms of characters coming into the group. So I'm not as familiar with the party as I would be in a longer running campaign. So I review them first of all just sort of um so that I can if I if I'm improvising I can work in some sort of ideas that that are relevant to the party and all that sort of thing. So it's a good thing, you know, just even simply knowing the names of the characters. So I did that. 
then I started thinking about my strong start. In the previous session, the thief had put on this um, magic item. I won't go into details, but it was causing him some health issues, shall we say. Um, unfortunately, that player, it's uh, our friend Carl, was not available for the session. But this worked out okay. As his character was feeling unwell, I was able to sort of sideline him a little bit and also present the other characters with a sort of a, a little bit of a, a moral dilemma. Uh, cut a long story short, he ended up with a finger removed. I won't go into details because of spoilers, but that that kind of little story played out through the whole session and it was a nice little bit of drama but my prep set set me up for that lined me up for that and i got straight in at the start talking about how the uh how carl's character the thief was feeling unwell and um you know it's a good example of how that strong start buoyed me up and kind of carried me through the session secrets and clues there was um one of one of the first secrets came up very early in the se session it was to do with some of the inhabitants that the uh, the group are calling griblies i like the idea of not kind of calling out the truth you know um let the let the party think up names for the stuff they encounter and then i adopt their name going forward i think you know that's kind of what would happen if you run into something you've never run in into before you're gonna pretty soon come up with a nickname or you're just gonna call them whatever and i like to carry that on through so i've adopted that title the griblies everybody knows what it means and i think it's a, a pretty cool little name that um they came up with so we discovered as one of the secrets that these guys are looking for a king and there was kind of some role-playing interaction in a, in a kind of a, dra a, drama a dramatic play-acting kind of way between the party and the griblies uh, and that kind of soured about midway in the session and um, yeah uh, hostilities eventually broke out and um yeah so that was one of the one of the secrets i'm just trying to think of another secret um no it escapes me but it's not important but like i say i had 10 secrets i used three in session and yep that's another lazy dm technique that served me well the final one was let's have a look down the list Secrets and clues, strong start. Oh no, yeah, and the first one reviewed a character. So they're my, f they're my three core when it comes to running um, prepared published stuff. Uh, now, Sly Flourish also talks about building a lazy campaign. So I want to move into that a little bit, and he is a a big fan of reskinning published material. In this scenario, I've reskinned a couple of the encounters to make them fit a little bit more with the theme that I intend using. I'm, I'm leaning on this sort of snake man type of idea. So one of the um, 
one of the monsters in particular has been reskinned. He talks about developing a spiral campaign. That's another thing that I'm doing. I'm starting with the this location and the Morgan's Fort setting in the Western Lands for Basic Fantasy RPG. And then I've got all the other uh, Basic Fantasy published material that can then spiral out around from this central starting point. Depending on the hooks and ideas that the players come up with, um, that will put direction into the into the campaign. Based on the emergent stories that have come from the characters, I've looked at the campaign setting, I've taken their stories and I've come up with six truths for the campaign. This is item four on um, the building a, cam a lazy campaign list. And then following that, you've got defining three fronts, incorporating goals and grim portents. Because we haven't done much adventuring or any adventuring outside of the tomb and we've only just talked about raids on the caravan and stuff, I'm leaving the fronts a little bit sketchy at the moment. I've got one front really that's um, developing. I talked about the hobgoblins and the raiders on the caravan and there's a sort of a, a front there. Plus probably... There'll be some sort of a front at Morgan's Fort just to do with really being on the edge of the frontier and stuff like that. And then a third front that I can see developing is perhaps to do with this Snake Man theme, this ancient civilization. But as far as goals and grim portents, um, it's really the grim portents the sort of like the bad stuff that could happen if these fronts are ignored. That's the bit I need to develop a little bit further. I've got some goals in mind for those fronts. But yeah, Grim Portents. And I love fronts. It's uh, something I picked up, as I mentioned before, from Dungeon World and um, Perilous Wilds. Uh, so that is about it for me on on the building a lazy campaign it's the reskinning the spiral campaign um a campaign hook focusing on a single major goal which currently is like getting to morgan's fort and and getting involved in some adventuring the six truths of the campaign the three fronts and um th th that's about it I, I think that's pretty simple i've just added in a couple of maps um, and sort of some tables from here and there and and I'm just kind of I just class that as this reskinning of published material because if you're you know following this lazy DM approach you you don't want to be designing too much of this time-consuming stuff from scratch so you're like you're begging, stealing and borrow, borrowing from different sources. And um, yeah, it's working well for me. I'd like to hear what other people think on this. There's, there seems to be a little bit of traction. I know that, um, I said before, Che's talking about it. Uh, Sean on Gaming and BS. I heard earlier on that 
Ray Ray Otis and uh, had a like a message between Ray and myself uh, on Discord. We 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 mentioned it briefly in passing. So it's really good that some other folk are getting involved with it, and um, perhaps we can get some real good ideas going. And if you've got anything to say, yeah, I encourage you to call in. At the end of the session, I've got some sort of spontaneous player feedback. It wasn't solicited by me, but uh, my buddy Ricky, he, he uh, mentioned how creepy everything was. And it is quite a creepy adventure. Uh, an interesting one was Arfed commented that he, he, he questioned the suitability of the adventure for first level PCs, or it sounded like he did. I need to talk to him a little bit further. Um, not really sure what he means. I don't know if he's expecting some sort of balanced encounters, whether I need to work a little bit more on managing player expectations. Uh, that's my uh, suspicion at this point. Um, yes, yeah, so I need to delve into that a little bit more, but it's interesting. It made me... S- Think a bit about you know what it what is this that he's talking about? What is this uh, first level adventure or you know the, these scenarios and modules typically come with recommendations for the sort of group that should be ran ran through the adventure. And um, in the OSR, we're always talking about oh you you. You don't want to be balancing stuff and, uh, you know, encounters should kind of, um, you know, there should be risks that, that the players' uh, characters can't handle. And I'm, I'm definitely for all that. When you use random encounters, these things tend to crop up anyway, especially if you get some, some high uh, numbers of monsters appearing on random tables. Things can get out of hand quite quickly and uh, yeah players have got to know when to call it a day and uh, beat a hasty retreat perhaps so uh, I'll uh, I'll speak to Arfed see if we can get a bit more information I know he listens perhaps he will call in and uh, sort of kick something off in in that direction and I'm sure a lot of listeners have, have thoughts of their own so that's another thing we could talk about and then, then the final one, this was when I got home, I was just putting uh, my son to bed and he said, oh, you know, I think I prefer that when when you just decide it's time to level up, you level us up. And of course, what he's talking about is milestone experience. And of all the players, I thought Sonny, my youngest, would be one of the, one of the fans of experience points. Um being a little bit younger, I thought he might like that sort of um, the incentive that I've that I've been using to encourage the players with at the end of every session, handing out some experience, and um, you know you can clearly see your experience total going up. Um, funnily enough, Kevin, the dungeon muser, was talking about this on his episode. This idea of player character rewards and it was playing in online games kevin's and um, jason hobbs they um, always do this experience rewards 
at the end of the session and I thought, Do you know what, I might have to go back to that. It's kind of a, a bit of an old school sort of thing to my mind and uh, I haven't done it for years but I thought I'd try it this time and uh, yeah, funnily enough, our youngest player, not into it, not that interested. So I'm going to put that to the other players and get some feedback about awarding experience. Um, so I thought I'd I'd drop those that feedback into this episode because um, I thought it was interesting and it wasn't like I say wasn't asked for. I can see myself talking about this quite a bit more going on into the future and I'll probably keep this kind of campaign update thing going for a little while as well whilst people are interested and um, I know talking about DM prep can be helpful so that's that's something I'll um, you know that'll be an ongoing theme as well if I can where I think I've got something to say I don't want to keep repeating myself I'll probably do that far too much as it is next episode um, I've had some call-ins I've been um, played a game of black hack with Matt Jackson as I said and um, I've got a couple of messages from him get into that a little bit more it's probably probably going to be the system I run after I've done basic fantasy I've got some stuff to say about Eldritch Tales by Joe Salvador because I'm getting this little bit of uh, the Lovecraft and uh, White Box itch rising Uh, it's uh, interesting that Carl our newest player he he likes some Cthulhu and stuff so I'm going to talk a little bit more about Eldritch Tales perhaps do a walkthrough and there'll be some more sly, sly flourish and I, as we get the players out of the Tomb of the Serpent Kings, I'm going to do perhaps a deeper delve into that. So there's a few options there. If anybody's got any uh, sort of uh, like requests as it were, or if any of those topics pick up a bit more interest, I'll, I'll probably just bring them up the queue. So... Um, that's something you can do. You can always call in and say, oh yeah, you mentioned the Serpent Kings, blah, blah, blah. Let me know and um, perhaps I can have a reshuffle. I like to be kind of responsive to, to what people are thinking and, and what people are interested in. So, thanks for listening. Take care and I'll catch you later. By the light of the stars, I was hunting again for a mean old troll in a third level den. I'd been lucky so far, this was old school rules. I should have been cautious, should have used my tools. The path was leafy and the way was dim. The DM cracked a smile, but I ignored him. And then I fell into a spike pit. <laughs>